Thanks for tuning in to the first ever Pack Center Post Game Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Burns, here with Garrett Hirschberg from the back of my 2008 Nissan Xterra. Garrett, tell us about the game. Well, first off, this is probably my first time ever doing a podcast from the back seat of a car. But you're right. Uh, getting back to the game, Nevada lost uh, the Toledo Rockets by a score of 37 to 24. It did not look good for the Wolfpack. They were dominated on all three sides of the ball. Offense, defense, and special teams. Let's stick with the offense. Ganji did not look consistent at all. Overthrowing a lot of passes. The numbers might look okay, but but he did not look good. Jordan, your thoughts? Yeah, I have to agree with you. Looking at the numbers, I thought, wow, he actually had a decent game. But watching the game, you saw him play in a lot of wide-open receivers out there and he just missed all those throws there was a good there was a lot of opportunity for Ty Ganji to have an amazing game but he just kind of didn't make the cut this game I I think that there might need to be some quarterback reassessment for the following week but as you said we didn't make get the loss today at Mackey for the first home game uh, and that was very disappointing other than Ty Ganji's uh, miscommunication with his receivers and uh, and bad trajectory. I think a big issue was the penalties for this game. Um, Toledo came out uh, really uh, sloppy with a lot of offside penalties. And then later in the game, uh, in the first quarter, Nevada got a targeting penalty on Asani Rufus, and he was ejected from the game. And I think that was really one of the big turning points for Nevada, losing that star defensive player. Yeah, you're right. It it was a huge play because Asani Rufus is like one of the backbone safeties of this defense. And we were in the press box this game and everyone was scratching their head thinking, what was the penalty? Like It didn't look like a targeting call. Um, but that was obviously a key loss. He was ejected for this game and he will most likely be suspended with suspended the first half of next game due to the targeting rules. But you're right. He he was he was missed very valuably. Another penalties were like pass. There were a bunch of pass interference or interferences called. There was a time where Nevada got a big run, but then the play was offset by a tripping call. A tripping call. Yeah, a lot of weird penalties getting thrown around targeting and tripping. These aren't normal calls that you get in the game, and I think that's really what set us back was all these these strange calls done by the referees. Um, and I'm not saying the referees were in the wrong to call these at all. Um, you know, I think that they had probably good reason to call them. From the press box where we were, we could not all of them were, were seen. But, you know, I think that's something for, for interpretation. And there was another big play that um, that was kind of misjudged by that we thought by a lot of us. It was that that was the interception. Um, in the what was that was that the third quarter that interception uh, that actually got called back as a as a drop pass, but it, it looked like to everyone that it was um, that it was going to to Nevada. Yeah, speaking on penalties for one one real quick moment, I just want to throw this out there. Toledo had fourteen penalties for one hundred and ten yards. Nevada had nine penalties for seventy five yards. That first half of the game, I thought it was going to take forever. It took two plus hours. For 30 minutes of play. Like, I just think that the refs need to speed, needed to speed this game up. And that's something we did see in the third, in the third, in the third, third and fourth quarter. But you're right. That huge play, that pick that 
got overturned. They ruled the ball that they ruled it that the ball hit the ground, saying it was an incomplete pass. But uh, they, the Nevada defense took the ball all the way down to the uh, inside the Toledo ten, and it would have set up great momentum for the Wolfpack to come back. But it's whatever. Uh, there's nothing you can do about this now. Yeah, that would have been a big game changer at that point. I think there was a lot of times in this game where it would have been the momentum could have gone uh, changed, but we just kind of fell flat to it and we didn't step up to the opportunities. Uh, I kind of want to go back and talk about the offense as a whole now. We talked a little bit about Ty Ganji and his overthrowing and how his statistics aren't terrible. And despite having a lot of these overthrown balls where a lot of missed opportunities, he did have a lot of good plays too. He had a a 32-yard pass down the sideline to McLean Mannix in the first quarter, and that really set up the tone for Ganji's deep ball, and I think uh, that really opened up a lot of people's uh, eyes to this game could go a totally different way at any point in the game. Again, uh, Ganji had a couple other big passes as well. He had a a 75-yard touchdown pass to McLean Mannix, uh, and and that set him up for um, – oh, that was a t- – yeah, that was a touchdown coming up, coming back from uh, a score from Toledo, and that was really like, we're back in this game. And then uh, we kept – and then Toledo kept coming back at us and scoring right on almost every drive, it seemed like. And then we came back with another play, a 50-yard pass to Wyatt Demps. Uh, that, that drive did get – uh, slowed down pretty quick when that when that um, defensive player patted down the the ball out of Ganji's hand and it fell right into the defender. I would not say that drive came to it came to a slow stop. That uh, that drive came to a complete halt as it looked good. It it was looking good, and every time Nevada would try to like dig back at this lead, they would do something like that would end the drive. And what you saw a lot going on is Nevada got this huge stop on fourth and inches, and then they they just lost. They just punted the ball. And you look at these, like, turnovers, and I think that I don't know who's to blame. Is it the play calling or is it the actual play of the players? I like how you bring that up about the play calling because I actually think that it's a little bit of both. I think that... There was some bad plays by Ganji with the with the uh, the deep balls that was really great setup by Matt Mummy in his offense. However, I think they needed to start playing the run a little bit more. If you look at Jackson Kincaid's statistics, he had 12 carries for 63 yards. That's a that's over five yards a carry, and I think that using him to their advantage, especially in those short uh, yardage situations, would really change around the offense's momentum. Maybe instead of Play. I know. I know they're very air raid uh, centric, but maybe playing a little bit more balanced, you know, and letting Jackson get a, little, a couple more carries a game would really change the momentum and really put Nevada on a different playing field. Yeah, you're you're completely right about that. Um, Jackson Kincaid, we saw big plays out of him, which was good, but. It was it was weird to see them not go to him more. He was having a great game, him and Kelton Moore. They ran the ball great, and I think that Nevada should have switched up their play going and went to a run-heavy offense, seeing that Ganji was overthrowing a bunch of passes. 
I'm surprised he didn't throw one up to the press box. Yeah, we had a window open. We caught. We could have caught a ball, and I think we've talked enough about Ty Ganji and his plan. I think it it all comes back to what's going to happen in practice this week, and what decisions uh, Norvell's going to make. I mean, they have another quarterback in David Cornwell. That's we're Nevada fans are waiting to see. That's who we were really expecting to see that start uh, this season. And seeing Ganji back out there, it kind of seems like a little bit of the same. I don't think Ganji really fits the scheme quite as well as Cornwell, um, in my imagination at least. We can definitely tell by how vocal the fans were. They were very, very upset with Ty Ganji in this play. They wanted change, and change was not given to them. Yeah, I think it's going to, as I said, I think it's going to come down to what the coaches decide uh, in this week, and we'll see what comes back, uh, see what kind of decisions they make midweek and then all the way up to game time. I want to talk about Spencer Pettit. Last year he had it, he kicked a career-high 45-yard field goal, and today he kicked a 47-yard field goal. So all I see is improvement for this guy, and I think that we talked in our first podcast back for the season that – uh, he was given a scholarship, and I think that scholarship was very well-deserved. And I'm really happy to see this guy on the field. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about defense uh, and the Asani Rufus ejection, right? Really early on in the game, that really changed the momentum for the defense. And the defense, they weren't good. Uh, point blank, they they missed a lot of steps, and their run defense was just not there. I think what kind of hurts the defense is the fact that you look at their first four or five drives. Uh, Toledo started the bo- started with the ball in Nevada in Nevada's possession or in Nevada's territory. You look at that; they had awful punts, a blocked punt which resulted on the ball getting to the Nevada Nevada seven. You had an onside kick attempt, and it that just hurts your defense because. I'm surprised Toledo didn't come away with more points. They could not, this defense could not stop anything they were doing. Logan Woodside did not look good in the first half, but in the second half he came alive and picked apart this defense. Granted that with the Sonny Rufus being out, that was easier to do, but I still think that this Nevada defense still needs some proof. I think the one thing that we, that we can take away from the defense is their goal line stops. Drive after drive, they were able to stop Toledo with on the goal line, and I think that's really impressive. When you, but the sad thing is, when you give them space, uh, when you give Toledo space to work with, our defense just kind of fell apart. Looking at you mentioned Logan Woodside, the quarterback for Toledo, he had a pretty decent game: 19 of 27, 23, uh, 232 yards and two touchdowns. And then we talked about run defense; they had. Terry Swanson was their their lead runner with 27 carries, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. And you were right. The run defense wasn't there, and Swanson was able to run all over us. He had a lot of big plays, and I think that we're going to have to look back, and Jeff Castile's going to have to look at his, his defense and be, and be like, how are we going to stop these runs? Yeah, you're right, especially as we get into conference play. every like, A lot of Mountain West schools have big-time running backs. But you're right, Nevada's, Nevada's defense did look lost. They looked lost all all game. Like They didn't know like who they were supposed to cover. There were a bunch of big plays, especially on third down. 
this is a chance when you can get off the field. They they failed. Like there were there were a couple drives where uh, Toledo got four third down conversions, and that's something that's not really motivating to your team when you can't stop them on third down and get off the field. And I'd love to be able to say that this the defense could could blame their their misfortune on losing Asani Rufus, but they didn't play well last week either. And I think that this is going to be something that we saw this also last year too. The the run defense has always been has been struggling the last two years, and we really need to step it up. And I think that there needs to be some maybe some different play calling, some different drills and practice. Something has to change for us to be able to to as you said go against these tough Mountain West running backs. Yeah, you're right. Hopefully next week when they take on Idaho State, we can see the defense finally step up and show them why they're entertaining. Yeah, so again, we did lose to the Rockets uh, 37-24, to and I think we're going to end up our first ever Pack Center postgame podcast here. I'm Jordan Burns with Garrett Hirschberg in the back of my 2008 Nissan Xterra. Uh, one thing before we go, as always, go Wolf Pack! We're strong.